All right. Yes, so as um, Minister Orville would have mentioned, we have a panel discussion this morning. As you know, this month, the month of October, across the Eastern Caribbean is Financial uh, Literacy Month. And uh, we got a word earlier this month from the man of God that has called us to build, a time to build. And so we are going to be focusing this morning on the aspect of building as it relates to entrepreneurship. Um, because that is one of the areas in which we can have financial independence, financial empowerment. And there are a lot of us who God has given us ideas and business ideas, but we are afraid to move out or we're waiting for the right time. Well, I'll say there is no better time than now, especially in light of what is happening in our world. Um, with the pandemic that has been going on, many of us thought that 2021, it will be the end of it, but it seems like it's to be continued. So we are here and many of us are, you know, wondering what's next, what's going to happen next. We are uncertain, very uncertain times. Well, I have a very illustrious panel and as you can see, all women. So give them a special round of applause just for that. For, for this Sunday, for this Sunday. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. <laughs> So um, they're going to be sharing. They're all entrepreneurs in their own right. They have their own businesses. And so we'll be talking to them about their experience, what it's like being an entrepreneur, how they got involved. And so without any further delay, I'm going to ask each of them just to introduce themselves and to talk about their businesses. I'm going to start from my right uh, with Stevanna Bennett. My name is Stevanna Bennett, co-owner of Blueprint Construction, partnership with my husband, who's a contractor. I'm a designer, architectural designer. I also do estimates for construction. And um, yes, um, I guess other questions will come this way. All right, thank you very much. Next, we have Sister Beverly. My name is Beverly Herbert. I'm the owner of Bev's Enterprise on 4th Street. And um, I have been in business for approximately 20 years now. Wow. wow. Excellent, wow. excellent. Thank you very much. Now to my immediate left, Sister Amoy. Good morning, church. My name is Amoy Bederachi. I'm a cosmetologist for over 40 years now. I'm the owner. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to my far left, Sister Vanessa. Good morning, everyone. My name is Vanessa Matthew, and I am uh, one of my hats <laughs> is I'm a seamstress. The name of my business is Praise Dance and Mime Accessories, or PDMA for short. I've been in business for approximately for approximately seven years. Um, my anniversary would have been celebrated this month, and um, to God be the glory. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. All right, so just some housekeeping matters for the panelists. Um, of course, you know these are COVID times, so we are making sure we play our part. Uh, what I will ask, though, just for the sake of clarity, 
while you're speaking, you could just remove your mask briefly, and then when you're finished, you can um, put it back in its original position. All right, so I think the first question I'm going to ask, and each of you will have the opportunity to tell your story. Why is it you got involved in business? How is it you got involved in business? I want to start with you, Sister Vanessa, and then we'll work our way around. Because you are a pharmacist by trade, but you ended up being a seamstress by business. Pharmacist at day, seamstress at night. <laughs> Talk to us. But I grew up in a family, sorry. Mask. I grew up in a family where we were always encouraged to do things. And there was a sewing machine in the house. My parents have six of us, one brother, and um, the balance girls, five girls. And everybody could sew. Everybody can sew, including my brother. And um, when I came to St. Kitts, I realized, I'm from Jamaica, I realized that I don't have a sewing machine. I'm, I, re I see people buying uniforms in Jamaica. That's not the norm. In Jamaica, when it's uniform time, you know, you get your fabric, you go to the dressmaker, and you, 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 you get your uniforms made. And um, I'm always doing things. I like to do things with my hands. I'm always occupied because I get bored easily. And on my next trip back home, I came home with our sewing machine in the suitcase. And it started from there. I said to my daughter, I said, I'm going to wear, make clothes and you're going to wear them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I, I started PDMA because I realized that there are many dressmakers, but nobody was catering to the dancers and the mimes in the Federation. And I figured it was, you know, just an easy thing to do on the side, you know, keep myself occupied. And lo and behold, one thing led to another. I'm now not just sewing for the, for the dancers at the church and at the churches, but I'm also making prom dresses, wedding dresses, bridesmaid dresses. I also do uh, stage decorating. I've done work for the Department of Culture for about, I think maybe about three years, I've been decorating for them during their um, Christmas fiesta. And um, I also had a fashion show with them. They had asked me to be one of their designers one year. I think it was the first year. It was when Sinkits made 35. So I had my whole line of designs there. I was, I was in my element. And I have, I've had two shows, two fashion shows already. My second fashion show saw where two of our young designers were able to make it to Fashion Week 2019. That in, was New, in New York. Yeah, Fashion Week in New York. In New yes. York, yes, yes, yes. We had we had a designer from New York who came to St. Kitts and he was the one who gave them the opportunity to go. And that was an amazing experience for me and I know even more so for them. And it has just been going on and on and on. I've been losing a lot of sleep, but it's worth it, you know. There are days when I'll just crash, and I'll just sleep right through the night, and I wake up and I hit the ground running again. But it is fulfilling, and I like it because it gives me the opportunity to, to do a lot of things. I do designs and styles for persons 
not that I would wear them myself, but because of the variety, they push me, they challenge me, they'll, they'll send me a design and ask, can you do this? I know I can't. I said, just give me a, a few days, I'll get back to you. And I do my research, I'll call around. My sister in Jamaica, she's very instrumental. I, I will call on her, I said, how oh, you do this? She said, well, do that, do that, do that. You know, um, I've even learned how to do pattern drafting. I was able to get a book. And I taught myself from that book how to do pattern drafting, and that has just taken me to another level. I even started um, a sewing class. Uh, I had to stop because it was a little bit too much for me, knowing that I'm also a full-time pharmacist. <laughs> but I still love to teach, and any opportunity I have to teach, I will do that. And um, God has been good. I, I can't stop saying it. God has been good. He works things out in amazing way and he provides amazing opportunity. And once you put your heart in it, once you put him first and say, this is yours, because I've said my business is my ministry and I treat it as such. So it is all about him. I, I am standing over the fabric. I don't know what to do. I say, Lord, guide me. Make sure I cut this. Show me how to cut. Show me how to make this design, what to do, what not to do. And I am not lying. I have very little complaints from my clients, very little. And it's all because of God. I cannot take any of the glory because it is just him. It, everything I have, and I, and I remember Bishop saying, step out by faith, step out by faith, and he will come upon it. And I remember Bishop also saying, God will make people want what you do or what you have. Persons were always comfortable dancing barefoot. No, they can't dance barefoot because they have to get dance shoes from me, you know? And I, I revel in the fact that I am needed in that area. Not boasting, I'm giving God all the glory and all the praise. Amen. Wonderful story, wonderful story. And all of that, while you are the, pharm the chief pharmacist, by the way, at the JNF General Hospital. So it's not even just the chief pharmacist, but all the pharmacists of the country, right? And still finding time to run our business. That's amazing. To God be the glory. Sister Moore, you are the veteran up here. 40 years. As old as me. And still looking great. Not a day older. How do you do God involved? How do you manage over these 40 years? Well, first I have to say that as a little girl... Someone gave me a doll. I don't think I was about four, uh, close to five, somewhere around here. And the first thing I did was to cut off all the hair. <laughs> and my mother started to abuse, and she said, You ain't himself, so you're gonna make a dress for the dolly. Because I wasn't gonna come the same stress. I was gonna be a hairdresser. And I didn't even know why. And it started from there. <laughs> for real. And so, you know, it continued and continued. I remember going up, I will be somewhere and see somebody braiding here, like rope and guinea, and I will just look at them. I said, I can do that. And I say, go ahead, always had long hair, just go and do something here and practice. Pack the rope, pack the guinea. I said, good. And it started from there. And I always come in my hair in styles, and I must say, I always have the number one hairstyle. I mean, name boasting. Always. It's just, as she says, the Holy Spirit always lead me to do things and I always come out on top. So, coming up gradually, gradually, I remember one time a lady said, 
I'm this lady's a hairdresser and she's looking for someone and I went. And from there it started. I work as an apprentice and I learn and everything. From a look and I see it, I can do it. I said, well, if you can do it, I can do it. And it started from there. And after a while I was working and everybody said, I prefer, I want to do me here. She do me here better than the lady. I ain't going to call anybody name. <laughs> and so, you know, you just continue on and on and on. And eventually I had the chance to go to school. I went to school in Canada. And I did very well there also. It was a little prejudice because the lady said, you did here before, no? I said, yes, because you had to take, most children would take a while to do things in 10 minutes to finish because they used to work before, practice always doing stuff. So when I reached the school, now it's like, on. She said, you did here before, no? And she really dampened my spirit a bit because she wasn't pleased that me, a colored girl, because I was the only colored person in the class, all was white you know, would um, put me down, but still with the help of the Lord, I continued and I did very well. This is very strange, but she gave me a card and she said, you could be number one in your country when you go back home. I was like, really? You know, you can't believe those things happen for real, but they do. But anyway, I came through. And so, as I said, I came back home and I continue. But I wonder if I must say this, sometimes we wait till we have everything to start. But you don't do that. You start with what you have before. Don't wait till you get everything. My son is not here, but I try to encourage him and say, Alaric, you have an extra room there. When the people move out, you could start your business here. Oh, I ain't starting my business there. Like, okay, you have to leave them. But I know. And Lord, you might be so good I started in my bathroom. And people used to come. See, Sister Prudence there. She used, everybody used to come, everybody used to come. People can't do that. The Lord had blessed me, blessed my hands. And so I give God thanks and I give God praise. Even when I'm working, I say, Holy Spirit, help me. Show me how to deal with this. And he would show me, just come up in my spirit, do it. When he come on, queen shows, everything. I just pray before the night, see a vision, what style to do. Bam, number one. So I just give God thanks and give God praise. It's true, it's true. The other thing is, I've taught a lot of young girls to do here, even men also. And so I have a track record. I will encourage them, and most of them have their own businesses. Different parts of the world, they all branch off. So I just thank the Lord for that. And up to now, it's still my passion, and I just continue and continue. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. That's a wonderful story. And what I like is the fact that she said that you don't have to wait until you have everything to start. I think a lot of times you wait till we have everything. But little is much when God is in it. God just wants to see you start. Right? And then after that, everything, the opportunities will begin to open up. Sister Beverly, you have been in business for some 20 years. 20 years? And you are a jack of all trade. And master of all. Um, talk to us about your experience. Uh, I think I heard your story before. But I would want you to share it again because it's very inspiring. Because you had the passion for entrepreneurship from a young age. Yes. Yes. Well, I born selling. First of all. I challenge anybody who could sell more than me. But thanks be to God. I grew up with my grandmother. And um, my mother died at an early age when I was very young. And so I raised my grandmother who was what we call a vendor. 
a vegetable vendor. And so being around, learning how to wear, cut pumpkin and, you know, the different stuff and so on. And, you know, I learned early. As a matter of fact, learning vending, vendor, vendorship, taught me to check. I knew maths early. I couldn't make change. Sometimes when my grandmother stumbling, I said, well, $4 for him, $12 change. You know what I'm saying? And people used to be impressed, you know. Said a little girl, boy, she could check her. <laughs> so <laughs> I like money from early. <laughs> but I must say, I like to work hard for it, though. Yes, yes. So I worked a few places in government. I worked in factory, electrofab. I worked a few places well. But that knocked to be self-employed, I love the selling, a bond selling. So eventually, I had to switch, you know, and um, I went to my own business, started selling little cell phone cases and so on, you know. When the previous government started running people off the road, I'd asked my cousin to go under where I am now. And people started to ask for all kind of different things. So I'm all kind of things. <laughs> and as they ask, you know, he would drop in the spirit, well, sell that, don't sell that, you know, go for that, do that project, you know. Well, I'm an entrepreneur, and like I say, I sell all kind of things, legally, <laughs> you know. And, um, well, my grandmother was a great cook, you know, and she's, <laughs> thank you, Sina, <laughs> and she taught me well. And so, when I got on Fort Street now, I get into the cooking, you know, publicly. And so, up to now, we have a menu on Wednesdays. You could get your local kitchen food. On Fridays, you could get your cook-up and your baked chicken and your bev bakes and your saltfish cake and your pancake and stuff. On Saturdays, you get your soup, you know? And so, when things drop in my spirit, I just go for it, you know? We do, I go auction sale, I sell everything. And so, I remember working with this Trinidad um, firm, and when I went for the interview, she said to me, why do you think I should hire you? I said, because I could turn shit into sales. <laughs> because I could sell. And when, we, when he hired me, when he hired me, he said, I have to tell you, you really could turn shit into sales. <laughs> So, you know, over the years, I just keep on getting better and better and selling more things, you know? <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> Thank God for the vision that he gives me from time to time. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. I admire an entrepreneur who is willing to take on any challenge and can prove any point. Sell everything. Thank you very much. That's very inspiring. Very, very inspiring. And you have a vote of confidence over there, right here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Now we go over to Stevanna. Um, so you're offering a service that is very, very vital. Um, in, in, and you could basically say very in tune with the theme, which is time to build. So walk us through how you got involved in, in the business you're in now. 
Okay, in um, 2013, the January of 2013, well, before that, I used to work at an architectural firm, and some, my spirit led me to leave. So I left, and I started doing my own drawings at home, and then my father needed help. So I went to work with him. He's a contractor. My grandfather is a contractor. My grandfather's brother is a contractor. My uncles are contractors. So um, we went, I went to work with my father, and my husband was working with him as a carpenter as well. And uh, that January, he had to close his business with us in there. So we were out of work for eight months. My husband was doing like little side jobs here and there. I was actually on the PEP program, minimum wage. And they actually asked me to teach the program women in construction. But they were still paying me the minimum wage. But I did it because it was something that I knew and I passed it on to the other ladies who were in the program. And uh, Kitty Shenhill called me to do some part-time jobs with them, architectural. And then I applied in government for a job. While I was waiting, and I knew that Kitishan Hill was temporary, I said, how much we need to pray? Something, we, we have to do something about this. So I said, we're gonna fast for the week, and at the end of the week, tell me what the Lord tell you, I tell you what the Lord tell me. The Friday, I think it was the Friday, he said the Lord told him to start his own business. I said the same thing I got. So I went online. Well, I was asking the Lord, what name? What, what kind of name? And Blueprint Construction dropped in my spirit. I looked it up online to see if anybody else here had it. Nobody had it, so I ran with it. <laughs> and even our logo is symbolic, is... Um, three buildings. The center one is a bigger building. One on the, I can't remember, left or right. Another height. And the other one is a shorter one. The shorter one is me. The middle one is God. And the, the other one on the other side is my husband. And it also means construction, architectural, and estimates. So that was something that dropped in my spirit, and that was our logo. Um, did this in, I think it was, while I was at Kittishan Hill, I heard that the former administration government had this SIDF boot camp for businesses. You want to start your own business. But we had to be on this boot camp for, I think it was eight weeks, every day, from five o'clock to nine o'clock, every day, except Saturday and Sunday. And I went. Put in all the work we did. Um, I hope my, our business plan is like this thick from the boot camp. And uh, when we finished, we had to pitch our business to the, I think it's, well, the board of directors to get $100,000 to start the business. When, even before the pitch, they told me, I sat there for eight weeks every day, didn't even miss a class. And they watch me and tell me, I cannot have a construction company. I said, but who you, to, who you be to tell me I can't own a construction company? 
They tell me I can open an architecture firm. I said, that is not what I registered for. So I left them with $100,000. I didn't even go to the pitch. Other people got it. I didn't, we didn't bother went. But the Lord said, this is what I asked you to do. I don't want any assistance. So this business belongs to God. We are his workers, his employees. So that's how we put it. Sometimes we, we're trying to figure out how we're going to pay the men this Friday. The Lord said, it's my business. So it's always right at the nick of time we're able to pay the workers. Amen. And... Uh, Yes. When it comes to the drawing part, it's only me for now. And uh, I wake up at 3 a.m. every morning when I have drawings to do. I have four children. I have a full-time job in government, sustainable development. And uh, it's not easy. I fall asleep when the people don't work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> God has been faithful to us, and uh, we cannot do it without him. Even when it comes to the drawings, I, it's, you know, 3 o'clock is time for prayer. And so, so I would be up praying, and the Lord show me, okay, this is the design that you have to do for this person. And sometimes I have the, well, I gave them, give them the option. They could choose to change the design if they want. And uh, let me see, out of 10 only one person ever come back and say they want something changed because I got the inspiration from God. That is exactly what, they always say that's exactly what I want. So we are affordable, reliable. I hope um, our um, past clients would agree. Praise the Lord. And uh, yes, we, as everybody have their age, we will be eight years in December. Wow. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh, and um, with the estimates, I grew up with my mother and father, and every three o'clock, my father used to get up to do estimates, and I used to get up with him as a teenager doing estimates with my father. So it just come natural to me. But I need to get something in writing. Yeah, I'm working on that. Right. Well done. Thank you very much for that. So my next question to, to each of you, and any of you can, can start. Um, obviously, you hear the story of how you started and what inspired you. But I'm sure there are times when you felt like giving up. I'm sure there are times when you felt, oh, I, I can't manage this anymore. I just need to focus on my job and get a job or something. Um, and, and just close up shop. Or maybe... You know, especially now when you look at how things are economically, everybody's saying times are, things tight, no money day. How then do you stay motivated? You've been in for 40 years, so I'm sure you've had those experiences. You've seen recession, you've seen good times, you've seen bad times, but you're still here. What motivates you? Well, I have to say Jesus motivates me, and I pray a lot. And I depend on God. At first, really, I was a secretary for eight years. And half of the eight years I was a secretary, that's when I went to learn hairdressing. So after the eight years reached around, I couldn't wait to leave. And since I'm in business, trust me, the Lord always comes through for me. I say, Lord, you say you never see people go to shame. You say, I must trust you. And I always pray. And just as she said, in the nick of time, things always come. Even though you feel like, you know, you just trust God and believe it will come true for you. 
Thank you. Anybody else? Yes. Well, to, I never felt like giving up. I always think about what next. What should I shift to? Trust God to give me the vision. Yes. Never felt like giving up. Yes. Yes, go ahead. For me, um, it's a kind of tug because sometimes my husband wants to give up. And I had to be like, no, you can't give up. No. Mm -mm. God don't want that. This is God's business. How you could just pull out what I have to you, you know? But there is um, a particular person. Um, her name is Tamu Petra Brown. She is our business coach from the SIDF program. And every time we feel like, okay, something kind of shifted, I call her. And she always inspires me. Like, she even made me want, well, we want to, he want to give up all we're thinking about, you know? She make you want to add on to the business. So it's like, she pushed me a lot. And um, I really thank God for her. For me, I, I can't say I've ever said those words, I want to give up. I know I would have said, um, I am tired. Um, I wish I didn't have so much work to do because I really just want to get a bad sleep. You know, speaking of which, when I came to St. Kitts and I hear this phrase, a bad sleep, I mean, you have nothing to do in the evening, like you want to just go home and sleep. Sometimes I just want to go home and sleep. And I, I, I forgive, I pray, Lord, and ask you to forgive me for saying those things about those people because sometimes I just want a bad sleep. Yeah, sometimes I just want a bad sleep. Um, I am tired, yes. But I, I, I have reached points where it, you're just not sure how it's going to work out. For example, most of the time I'm working alone. I, there, was, there was a time when I had persons to help and I, I had like three persons working with me at one time and then in the height of me doing my first wedding, I had to do the bride's dress and I had to do four men's suit. Men's suits, suits are not easy. Jackets are not easy. Jackets need pockets and lining and lapel and the pants and the front pocket and the back pocket and the loops and I hate welts. You know those cute little pockets in the back? For the men pants, I don't like doing them and I had to do two on each pants plus on the jackets. And you had to do the lapel and it had to look good. And, and in the height of all of that, I had nobody. You know, my staff just went away one by one. And I said, Lord, it's me and you. You have to show me how to do this. And there are times when I said, Lord, this is your ministry. I don't know what to do. I'm going to sleep. You know, I said, I leave it in your hands. This is your ministry. You're going to show me how to work this out. I am not going to spend one more waking hour worrying my head because me worrying about it is not going to solve the problem. And that is how I address everything. When... I'm not sure how the bills are going to be paid. I'm not sure how this gap is going to be filled. I said, God, this is, put it in your hand, going to sleep. And that's yeah. just basically what I do. I tell him it's his, and I'm going to sleep. And I, and I, I get a bad sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much for that. I, I remember that expression, the bad sleep. Um, Sister Beverly said something which I pick up on, and it's very, very vital. She said, she doesn't feel like giving up. She just shifts to something else. Which is very important in these times because a lot of people are facing difficulties because of the economic climate. And rather than closing or giving up, 
the call should be probably to shift to something else. So what I want to do is to pick your brains each to find out how you use innovation and creativity to keep your business, make your, allow your business to be relevant in these times and to rise above the challenges of, of the economic climate. So I'm gonna start with you, Mr. Beverly, since you brought up the concept. Okay. Well, you must pray. You must ask God for vision. And, um, you know, most of the times is a four in the morning. God give me my vision to do this, to do that, to sell that, you know? And um, during the COVID, we as self-employed persons, for me, I think you have to market yourself more. You have to work harder. You have to, you have, you have to advertise. You have to just sell yourself. And with that, you're good. Thank you for that point about advertising, because I can use this as a plug now. You can advertise on SK Newsline. Our prices are very affordable. Okay. And we can also help you create your video ads. So oh, video yeah. ads can be expensive, yeah. but at SK Newsline, we'll give you the best amen, price. Amen, amen. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> yes, and that's the meal. That's representative of the meals, huh? The meal's coming up. The meals are coming. The meals are coming. The men are coming. Thank you. So, yes, thank you very much. We also do social media management as well. So if you can't afford the more expensive ads, everybody's using social media now to promote their business. But you, you don't have the time to do, oh, you know, I'm so sorry that Pastor Don is not here because she could testify. She's one of our clients, actually. We um, built an e-commerce website for her, for her bakery. So you can go on our website, order your baked products, and she will have them delivered to you. And, and, and you can also pay online. So we built that site for her, Palm Branch Media. So all of those services we offer, but we'll tell you more about that later. All right, so Savannah, I want to get your thoughts on innovation and creativity, how to innovate. Uh, well, through the pandemic, um, it was challenging because construction is already seasonal, but how the business is structured, well, how it is, architecture is seasonal, and then the estimates seasonal, construction seasonal. So it runs throughout the year. So we start with architecture, then estimates, construction, and then estimates again at the end of the year. But it hasn't been as bad as we expected it to be. But recently, um, I did a photo shoot, which was intentional. Uh, <laughs> it was my birthday photo shoot, and I did it at a... Uh, uh, architectural design that I did at Reggae Beach Farm, Reggae Beach Coconut Farm. So I did the photo shoot in my design and I posted it on social media. And I have got, gotten drawings since, so that was a plus. Yeah, very strategic, yes, yes. And in these times too, you have to, yeah, <laughs> you have to use a, Creativity because, again, because you have so many people, you know, who are more online now because of the fact that you can't go out or maybe do the things, you have to be strategic. So I didn't even realize that, yes. I was wondering because I said the building looks really nice. So that's very strategic. Very good. Very good. Um, Sister Amoy? Well, I have to say with the help of my son, during the pandemic, he organized for me and we had a special 
We drop below the prices and it helped me to keep business running all the time. So that really worked for us. Very good, very good. Um, you have to be creative. You have to be willing to step out on a limb. You have to be a risk taker when you are in business. And you need to be prepared to make a change like that if necessary. You can't hold back. It's, for want of a better word, you need to gamble. Because you, you have to take a chance. I am sure when Sister Beverly decided that, okay, I'm going to sell this. She wasn't sure how it, would, how it would take the market, but she tried, it worked. Hey, let me continue. She tried, it doesn't work, okay, move on to the next thing. But you have to be prepared to take the risk. And I am, I am willing to take the risk. I have taken the risk, you know, taken the risk with um, giving somebody the opportunity to work with me, giving, um, taking the risk of trusting people to do this for them. Um, you just have to try something new. You have never done this before. Like I've said, persons would ask, uh, can you do this? I am not sure if I can do it. Let me do my research. Let me see how this pattern works. Am I able to do it, etc., etc. During the, the, the first lockdown we had, there was nobody going anywhere, so nobody wanted anything to make. But we needed masks. And during the lockdown days, I was going home because I still had to go to work. The pharmacy was still open. So when persons were home and joined the lockdown, I had to go to work. And when I came home, I was making masks. I was making masks. And would you believe that the money we made during the lockdown for masks was what we used to go to the supermarket. We used it to cover our little bills Amen. and so on and Amen. so forth. And I even turned to Whitney and said, Whitney, you realize that this is what we're using to do shopping and so on and so forth. We haven't even really dived into the, the, our, my, my salary. And so I'm like, wow, this is good. This is good. You know, because they provided transportation for us to and from work. So we weren't taking the bus. I wasn't taking the bus. She was home. Uh, so it was just basically... No money was spending apart from food. Everybody know the money was spending apart from food. And the days when supermarket opened, you know, you, you take the money and you just go and buy enough to carry for another week and so on. And so, yes, it was really the money from the mask that was really carrying, carrying us through um, until the next cycle of sales and so on, and then slowly the country opened up. But even after, the, 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 the lockdowns, I know we're in 2021. I have had to change a bit, you know, doing things that I wouldn't normally do. Um, I am now opening, I, I, I had the opportunity to be a part of a 12-week course as well. Um, and we are hopefully we'll, we'll be getting a grant at the end of it. That is another thing, that's, that's stepping out on limb, that's 12 weeks of two nights per week, staying up, trying not to fall asleep, stepping out by faith, believing that I can do this, and I'm at the end. So look out for me, eh? Look out for me, big and better things. <laughs> Amen. Thank you very much for that. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you that we're wrapping up now, because um, we, we want to be able to share a little bit as well. But I wanted to share something quickly, as, and I'm really glad you brought up the, this particular topic, because it is so important. I think it's easy for us to look at what's happening 
and say, well, you know, it's hopeless, you know, and, and just give up hope. But there are so many people who have started new businesses as a result of the pandemic. Uh, Sister Vanessa just talked about, you know, making masks. You know, I've seen a lot of people going into that area and, and doing that. Um, one of the things that, and I want to also support the point of, especially as Christian people, as Christians, we are Christians first before we're business people. Seek in the face of God and asking him for guidance. It is so important in, in business. Um, I will just share quickly a, a, a business that we started recently, which is actually related to what we're doing, but we kind of shifted just to, to use your term. So one evening we were going home and we were trying to figure out, you know, what is it that we can do to help improve our financial situation? And I was listening to our newscast. It was playing at the time. I had it on my phone. And we did a story with the governor of the central bank. A question was asked, and I think it was us who asked him the question at a press conference. Um, how is it that businesses can survive in these times when, you know, economic, ec the economic situation is, is, is not as good? And he said, well, with the technology that's available, he said several things, but one of the things he pointed out, which, you know, sparked an idea in my mind, was that you can use the technology that's available and so accessible and create new business opportunities. And he gave an example. He said a fisherman who's out in DAB fishing can get his catch, upload that on a social media site or wherever, and sell that fish before he reaches on, on, on shore. <laughs> and a shark, exactly. And when he said that, an idea popped in my brain. What if, because truth be told, even though the technologies are accessible, a lot of people don't really take the time out to try to learn it and whatever. So what if we provide a service for them where we can help them to do that? And then the idea that came to mind was a business that we have now called Green Market and Delivery. What it is, it's a website where you go, you don't want to go to the market, especially in these times, you want social distancing. Order your vegetables, order your grown provisions, order your fruits, right there online, and we deliver it to you. We launched the site immediately. Like the following, we, we went home, we came, by the time I got home, I got the name Green Market and Delivery. I went online, the, the domain was available, I bought the domain, we built the website, and within two weeks, we launched the site. The customers who have used it are so happy with the service that one of them told us, look, from now on, I'm ordering with you guys. I won't bother go to the market, I will just order right online, and he has been doing that consistently. Another customer was so pleased, she gave us a $50 tip with the delivery. So it's, it's still a work in progress, it's still being built, but everybody I've shared it with, because I've shared it with a friend of mine who is in agriculture in Jamaica, and he was like, Huey, this will take off in Jamaica. Hurry and come, let's set it up. So I'm looking to expand to Jamaica soon yep. with Green Market and Delivery. Yep. And, and just about every country Amen. that we can expand to. So I use that example to say that rather than looking at the circumstances to say, well, not in a keep, or no money day, there are opportunities. Begin to shift, begin to change your thinking. You might have to do something a little bit different than what you normally do, but opportunities are there. So as we wrap up quickly, I just want each of you just to share and maybe even, you know, um, piggybacking on that, to just share with persons who are thinking of starting a business, but are looking at the times and wondering whether it is the right time. So I'll start with you, Sister Vanessa, and we'll run all the way down. I will say to anyone who, who has a business idea, um, go for it. Go for it. 
Remember the words of our bishop, step out by faith. God will give persons the desire for what you can do, end of quote, right? So step out by faith. Don't let the voices in your head and the persons around you tell you, girl, boy, you can't do it. Do it, step out by faith. Step out by faith, don't, don't back down. I, I, just, just to add to what Pastor Huey said, I know of a young lady who started her business shortly after, well, revamped her business shortly after the lockdown. And right now, her, her business has expanded. Has expanded. Right now, she used to work from her kitchen. Now, she has rented a facility up by the, up by the, um, the food court. She has expanded. She used to work one day, now she's working days. And that's her side job. So step out by faith, go after it. And as Sister Amai said, don't wait until you have everything. Go out, do what you can do with what you have and you will build on it. At my home, I hardly have space to turn, but nobody will know that my space is so small with what I produce, right? So you be creative, go after your dreams, and don't let nobody and no one discourage you. Be around persons who will push you and propel you to the next level and step up by faith. Faith, faith, faith. Hebrews, Hebrews 11, right? The, 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 the faith chapter, by faith, by faith, by faith. And you encourage yourself and be around people who will push you. If you hear a negative voice, find a positive voice. Do not let anybody discourage you from your ideas. Amen. I agree. Step out by faith. And I would say always listen to your inner feeling for it never send you wrong, never lead you wrong at all. Follow that spirit. If you get any negative, follow your inner spirit and follow through with what you have in mind to do. Yes. Step out by faith. Be encouraged. Encourage yourself. Be positive. You must in these times go with the flow. Don't try to sell something what ain't going to sell in this time. For instance, as Sister Vanessa said, she had to make masks. I can't make masks, but I had to buy masks. I had to cut a deal with some simches or tailor to sell masks. So even though I can't make masks, at least you could sell it still. You must be able to cut a deal with the simches or the tailor so that you can make a profit. But be positive in anything that you do. And trust God for the vision. Thank you. What I would say, not only um, faith, but think outside the box. Because everybody's selling food. Everybody, you know, doing the same thing and at the same place, in the same vicinity. So think outside the box. Um, another thing that we do, well, we, have, we started in 2019. But um, the COVID, well, the protocols um, didn't allow us to continue as yet. We did um, a scholarship program for grade six students in Dr. William Connor and St. Paul's Primary School. Anyone who is interested in anything construction, could be electrical, engineering, architecture, you know, carpentry, just two from each school, we give them um, something to go, well, to buy the uniforms and stuff. And then they're supposed to be working with us in the vacations, but due to the protocols, we didn't really want to get them among the staff and, you know. 
But that is something you also have to do, give back. Yeah. Yes, and we also sponsor St. Paul's basketball team. So it's Blueprint Construction, St. Paul's Topman. Yes. Amen. Yes. So giving back also, pay your tithes. Yes, that is important. Yes. That's important. Amen. Um, give a, a big round of applause to these wonderful ladies, entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Before we leave, I just want to share briefly um, from the Word of God, just to encourage us and to support what has already been said. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. In verse 7, it says, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. And then in verse 9, it continues, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is a message, I think, for all of us this morning, regardless of what position or situation we may in. We are living in a time where it, there is reason for us to be afraid. There is reason for us to be fearful and wonder what is going to happen next because things are so uncertain. We're hearing stories of people dropping down and dying and we're just wondering, well, if you will be next because of how pervasive it seems. But God is saying that he has not given us a spirit of fear. And so we should not live as people with no hope. Even as we prepare, um, you're 20 years in business, 8 years, 40, 7. Well, thanks be to God. This month, actually the 7th to be exact, has marked 6 years since I've been in business. Praise the Lord. 6 years, October 7th. Some of you know the story and I will share briefly. I lost my job. By my own days, I was fired actually because my employers felt that what I was about to do would have conflict with their business. All right, not a problem. Was I hurt? Of course. I dedicated a lot of time and energy and talent and everything to that job. But God was telling me at the time when it was time for me to go. And sometimes we wait for the right, as we talked about earlier, the right situation. Well, sometimes God will have to push us into that right situation. And that is what happened. I, I have a book that I'm working on. I'm writing a book. So coming out in 2022. Look out for it. Amen, amen. I want to share a little bit of that. Um, a part that I, I read. Um, that I wrote. In one of the chapters. I think this is chapter one. This is an excerpt from it. It says, in order to get us moving into our purpose. God will sometimes allow us to experience uncomfortable circumstances. That prompt us to make what I call the faith move. For some people, they will never make that faith move until they are placed in a situation where they either have no choice or they, have just, or they are just downright fed up with their conditions and believe that it's time to do what they always knew they had to do. That was my experience in 2015. And I'm not going to tell you it has been easy. It has not been easy. In fact, right now, I'm talking to you and there are some circumstances that I'm dealing with and have to deal with that are almost existential. But if you ask me if I would want to go back to my original situation, I will tell you no. 
because I have seen the goodness of God in my life Amen. and in my situation Amen. that I probably would not have seen in this way if I did not make that faith move. Yes. And I'll tell you this, I've said this before, that being an entrepreneur, you, you really see the grace of God. Amen. Because at that point you realize that it is not in your strength or in your abilities or even in your resources because sometimes there are no resources. But you realize that instead of putting your faith in the resource, you're putting your faith now in the source. Yes. Because it Amen. is the source that makes the resource possible. Amen. So a lot of times we are waiting for the right situation and looking for, the, you know, to have the money or to have this. But God is saying, move out in faith. Mm -hmm. Take the faith step because he is the source Amen. and he will provide the resource. Yes. So this morning, take word, take encouragement. God told Joshua, you see how many times in that same chapter, like three times, be not dismayed. Be of good cheer. Be encouraged. Be courageous. Because it takes courage. It takes courage to move out in faith. It takes courage to stay the course even when you don't feel like you can manage. It takes courage to put your trust in the unknown not knowing what's going to happen. Amen. But guess what? God has you and holds you firmly. That if you jump, he will not allow you to fall or allow that fall to be fatal. God will take care of you. He said, cast your burdens on him and he will take care of you. So this morning, be encouraged. Whatever God is telling you to do, pray, seek his face, and make the faith move. Amen. Don't wait until it becomes uncomfortable for you to be pushed out. Make the faith move and let God take you. To, because at the end of the day, it is not you that's going to take yourself there. It is God that is going to take you there. Amen. Amen. So be encouraged this morning. And like Joshua, he led the children to the promised land because he heeded the word of God. Be courageous. Be brave, be bold, and God will see you through. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for your attention. And go out in faith. Thank you. Ladies, thank you once again. Another round of applause for the ladies as they leave. Thank you. Oh, we do have one, just one related announcement, Mrs. Vanessa. Um, concerning our, do you remember I mentioned a few weeks ago about our Marketplace Saturday? Well, that is still on. We will have to push the date back a bit because the response to the database has been very low. So I'm encouraging everyone after hearing this panel discussion that you take, the, take a few minutes and just go online and register in the Newbird database and uh, well we understand some people are having troubles getting online so we have a solution for that yes the solution yes. to that is um you can send me your information send me your name the name of your business the address the type of business uh the contact email number. right the contact the email the type of business the name of the business the owners and I will enter that information in the database for you. And because we need to populate that database, we need to know what businesses are here. I remember saying that if we put up a, a, a shop or a stall for every business in this, in, in this church alone, it's a big complex. Just, just here alone, we have not just four businesses, you know, four business owners, but not just four businesses. And there are a lot of businesses and budding businesses in here. And so um, I would like for everyone to be a part of that database. 
And it is from that database, if you are interested, then we will establish our marketplace Saturday. And at that marketplace, we want you to come representing your business. Come looking business-like. Come looking clean. Come with your logos, with your whatever it is that you are selling. If you are selling a service, if you are selling an item, if you are giving advice, whatever it is, your brochures, your pamphlets, whatever it is that you can sell. Your cooking, come with your food. Come looking business-like. And invite persons because it's a marketplace. You, you want to make money, you want to make contact. And you want to be serious. Take yourself serious. If you don't take yourself serious, nobody will take you serious. Right. Thank you very, very much again. Another round of applause for our panelists this morning. <laughs>